0: As some of you already know, I'm currently working on a drafting game where the battle between two players is um, happening completely automatic. And this automatic battle has been a conscious decision of mine, a design choice, because I wanted to focus on the other aspects of the game, the drafting, the team composition and the positioning of the heroes on the board. But... Every time I play the game, I feel like I'm missing some form of interaction during the battle. And that is probably the case because um, yeah, I mostly play games like Magic the Gathering... ...where there is a very high degree of interaction between players. Um, especially during combat. And yeah, exactly because of that... Um, yeah, ...because I have the feeling that my game lacks some form of interaction... I wanted to look at yeah all different possible forms of interaction in board games. And that is what I'm going to do in today's episode. I will look at interaction in board games. And if we take a look at board games in general, they are yeah, inherently social. Most of the time we play these kind of games with our family, with our spouse or with, with our friends uh, at game nights. Um, And when we are in these social environments, we as human beings, um, yeah, we happen to to interact with each other. And we also do that in board games. I mean, the fun during our game nights um, does not really come from all of us sitting next to each other um, and doing their own thing. No, we are interacting with each other. Um, And that's why I wanted to take a closer look at what player interaction really is. Adds to board games, and yeah, with what different kind of mechanisms you can you can achieve um, a high or a lower degree of interaction um, in your game. Um, the first aspect of um, interaction that I think is very important for games is that interaction adds a lot of tension to the board game, um, and for me, this is the most important reason why I yeah enjoy interactions in board games and why I want to have it in my game as well because um yeah interactions add tension, and tension comes really up when when there is a lot of uncertainty about uh yeah about a desired outcome that you want to achieve, and this uncertainty can be achieved um or increased by having yes not not complete um agency over the outcome you have some kind of limited influence regarding the outcome and if decisions of an opponent for example um, influence your desired outcome then this is um, for me some form of interaction Um, and it is a form of interaction that adds a lot of tension to the game because it increases the uncertainty for you Um, for example this can be yeah um, a counter spell in magic that negates your your spell's effect, or a decision whether or not to block one of your attacks, that are all um, decisions that your opponent has to make that are uncertain for you and that can somehow change your um, your desired outcome. You always create tension with interaction if you get into each other's way in some form for example if you fight over the same kind of resources if you um attack each other um, and stuff like that um you you also get a little bit of tension um with interactions like um, um trading or negotiation or stuff like that but it is it is a little bit um less tension for at least for me if the um if the interaction is um not so directly as with it is um, with attacking one one player, for example. And um, yeah, I also asked myself with regards to my game, um, if they can if you can create some kind of tension without direct interaction between players. And um, yeah, of course you can. For example, um, you could do that by adding a random factor, to the game um, because this would also create some kind of uncertainty um, over a desired outcome but for me the uncertainty that is created by random effects is a little bit different Um, a dice roll for example or so Um, that is for me it will never be as interesting as a human reaction to something yeah because it is purely random um, while a human interaction can at least be Predicted to some to some degree at least, and that brings me to the next um, aspect of interaction that I really like, um, and that is that interaction counters determinism. While you can to some degree predict uh, what your opponent is going to do, um, you never know for sure, and um, that is also um, a bit of a problem in in my game because some parts of the game um are pretty deterministic um that means you could really um yeah look ahead and plan um plan ahead and know what will be happening um maybe two or three minutes from 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 the current situation um because there is no no player interaction nothing that that changes the board state for example um and um if you add some kind of player interaction, what form it will be, whatever, um, this um, yeah adds a little bit of randomness to the game, yeah that you can no longer predict everything. Yeah, to sum this up, um, you could say that um, human interaction adds um, unpredictability to the game and therefore counters determinism. Um, yeah, which um, most of the time is a good thing. Um, because it increases the potential number of outcomes um, in a certain situation and therefore um, also the the number of possible situations. And um, yeah, it decreases the chance of players to plan ahead, but um, it does not completely negate the the ability to plan ahead because you can still take into account what your opponent might do. And this creates a lot of interesting um, um, mind games that are... um, yeah interesting aspects of board games in one of the last episodes we also talked about um, depth in board games and um, yeah I have the feeling that interactions um, also add a lot of depth to the game because they give you the chance to have yeah, to plan to plan ahead and to yeah play some kind of mind games with your opponent okay so now let's take a look at some forms of interactivity in games so what kind of mechanisms can you add to your game to um, create interactivity the first and probably the most obvious one is um, attacking and blocking Um, i mean if you are going to um, announce an attack um, against one of your opponents um, this is definitely a form of um, yeah interaction it is a very aggressive interaction um, and it is something that um yeah negatively influences your opponent um and um it is not only the attacking that um, is the interaction here it's also um at least in many games um the decision um of blocking that is a form of interaction um the opponent um, this creates a lot of uncertainty of course will my opponent block um or will will i be able to um to get through with my attack to his um let's say life points um and um you need also to consider if you want to to leave your defense open if um in like it is in many games that when you attack you are not able to to use um the same um, creature or um card or whatsoever to to defend yourself so um it creates asks a lot of interesting questions um, to yourself and to your opponent, um, and so attacking and blocking is really is one of the most um, uh, common forms of interaction in in games, at least in the games that I play. But of course, it has also, <laughs> as usual, it has a downside because it is a really um, a very aggressive form of interaction, and it's very direct. You really directly want to. Um, Harm your opponent, and that is something that um, some play groups do not really like. They don't want to yeah, to fight against each other. They want to play um, more like a, a cooperative game or a game with less direct uh, confrontation. Yep. Um, so um, you need to consider that when you yeah, choose um, for whom your game um, is is designed. If you look for a more, yeah, let's say, friendly player interaction. Um, in which both parties um, gain something, um, you could go with trading. Trading is also um, a form of interaction between players, but in this case, um, yeah, all of the involved players um, give some resources away and get them others, um, other specs, or everyone, um, yeah, at least gains something. Um, and um, yeah, this is definitely more friendly than. then attacking uh, one player and harming him or her um but on the opposite side trading can can be um somewhat time consuming of course especially if there are multiple um, trading partners involved in a trade i am personally not too much um, of a fan of uh, trading but um, many many games are based on trading in general and um, they're super successful so um it's uh, just a personal preference of myself here yeah. another form um that i find um, way more interesting is negotiation in general because um it's not about tra- not always about trading goods between players negotiation as a form of interaction is also um something that um can be used in cooperative games because um, you can negotiate within a group what the next possible action of um, of your team um, would be, um, and so this creates a lot of a lot of interaction in the team. But it's also as as trading; it can be very time consuming um, until the entire group um, comes to a, to a decision. Yeah. And as usual, it can um, uh, the alpha player problem can can really lead to situations in in which some players feel like they um yeah do not have a lot of agency over their um character or they um their their their, their choices because one of the players um really dominates um the strategy that the players are going to take another form of um, interaction can be auctions um where players um yeah use resources um and to bid against each other and the one who yeah has the highest bid um yeah wins the auction the um, auctions in general um allow players to um yeah to 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 use their resources and also to play some mind games between each other because um oftentimes um, you um bid for something um you might not not need but you only bid for it uh, on it because um, you want to prohibit uh, one of the other players uh, from 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 getting what he wants to achieve. Um, auctions as well are can be time consuming, but um, um, there are ways to reduce the time um, that is needed there. I I really like the um, the auctioning in um, in the game of Thrones board game, for example, because um, first the auction is hidden that means I do not know how many resources my opponents are bidding um, and that is also always something that I really enjoy in um, in an auction if I do not know um, what the others um, are putting in there and the second um, aspect that I like about it is that not only the winner um, gains a benefit um, but also the the um, it's more like an order so if you if you have um um the second most resources offered um for the for the auction you will still be on position two and might be the second to attack um or so so um your resources that you um spend for the auction are not completely lost you still get some kind of benefit from it but there are a whole bunch of auctioning mechanisms out there um it would take way too much time to go through all of them um but if you are looking for some form of interaction, um, auctions could be a could be very interesting aspect of that. But as they are very time-consuming, you should probably make them yeah a major aspect of your game and not only some kind of resolving mechanism. And now we come to um, yeah the most interesting interaction, at least for me, um, and that is fighting over a limited resource. And um, this is, yeah, to con- I have to confess it's really a broad um, category of interactions um, and it is used in many different games. Um, I really like it um, in drafting games because you, um, the cards that you pick um, from a limited pool of cards um, also affect what is available for, for the, the player that is um, next in order. So if you pick a card, he, is, he or she is not able to, to pick that card anymore. So you can um, um, really interact with the available pool. Um, and that is not only true for drafting games. That's also um, true for um, a lot of um, worker placement games in which you, um, for example, in Everdell, um, if I put my worker on a, on a spot on the, on the board, um, you as another player might not be able to use that same action anymore, any longer. Um, and it's also true for games like um, uh, Dominion and all the other um, deck building games where you have uh, some kind of marketplace in the middle of the, of the board um, and all the cards that you take um, are no longer available for other players to take. And um, this form um, of interaction really has to do to yeah block other players from um from performing um their strategy to to achieve their strategy and what i really really like about it is that it um it doesn't feel like highly interactive um, most of the time oftentimes you just do your own thing you try to um try to play to your own strategy um but the more experienced players will take close look at what everyone else on the bird is doing um, to, to try to find out what their strategy is. Um, and by adjusting their own strategy and by doing some kind of um, counter actions like picking cards that um, the others would require for their strategy to win the game or by putting their worker on a spot that uh, is really really necessary for other players this is how very skilled players um, get an edge in these kind of games and that is what i really really like because i i really um really like that um, that kind of games where you have to try to find out what the other players are going to do, what their strategy is, and then think about some kind of countermeasure that you could take. The result really is some kind of um, yeah indirect interaction uh, in which you often have to decide um, what is beneficial for you and um, have to, yeah, Weigh that against what is um, yeah, beneficial for your opponents. It's some kind of, um, of, of puzzle, uh, where, what you're trying to, uh, to solve. And you try to determine um, what b- would be the best um, choice here for yourself. And all of that decision-making really is um, a soft player interaction without direct targeting but on the flip side um the interaction when it comes to um denying resources or fighting over resources is often very minimal um so it doesn't really affect the, the other players too much um and experienced players um gain a lot of advantage over the um, the less experienced players because they um know all the different strategies that are possible in the game and therefore have a a huge advantage over the the players that are playing the game for the first time for example yeah and then we come to another form of interactions in games and this form of interaction yeah really is something that um, often comes up in strategy card games but also in other games as well and that is um, reactions in strategy card games or board games, reactions um, really are the ability for players to to respond to other players' decisions, um, and that is often times um, before those decisions um, have an effect, before the effect takes um, takes place. And um, these kind of reactions are really highly interactive because they give players the ability to yeah to take. Actions that are intertwined with with other players and force them to really pay attention um, to what other players are doing um, so that they yeah that they don't miss any opportunity to to react on something and um, yeah probably the, the best well-known um, example here is the how the stack in magic works um, and it's not only only the stack; it is really the reaction system in Magic, um, because you always have, almost always have, the chance to um, play an instant spell as a reaction to to what your opponents did. And the stack, um, for those that are not familiar with the concept in Magic, is um, yeah, it is some kind of game zone where all the spells and abilities are put. Uh, when they are played or activated but they are not yet resolved they are waiting to be resolved and um, when you play um, a spell you put it on the stack and you um, wait whether um, your opponent wants to um, react to it with an instant or another ability and if they react um, their spell is also put on the stack it is put on top of your card or your effect that you activated. Um, and then you again have the chance to react on their reaction um, and though you build that kind of um of pile of um abilities, actions, and spells that are yeah that are all played and activated but not yet resolved and once um yeah um, no one wants to react on 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 the last uh, piece on the stack, um it will be resolved one by one from top to bottom. Um, and you have the chance to react to it um, in between again but um that's more or less how the stack works it is a complex um yeah a complex uh, game mechanism but it is really highly interactive um it can c- can lead to some confusing game states of course it is complex um but it adds so so much depth to the game um that it has been copied very often um, in um, in other, um, yeah, strategy card games thereafter. Yeah, but it has not always been copied in the same way. Some of the digital games have, um, yeah, have changed it a little bit. Some games, of course, one problem that, that comes with it when you try to digitize a, a strategy card game is that um, you have a lot of waiting time because you always have to give the opponent the chance to react which will take a few seconds in a digital game um, that um, yeah, that can sum up to quite a bit of reaction time. And um, for example, in Legends of Runeterra, they have changed the reaction system so that you can only, um, um, that is always alternating between the players. So you can only um, react once. To what to what a player did. So if if I play action, um, then you have the chance to, um, to to play an action afterwards, and it's more like an um, action action and less like like an action reaction system. Um, yeah, the result is that you yet you cannot really quickly cast a series of spells like you could do it in um, Hearthstone, for example. Um, it's more like a, I have priority, you have priority, I have priority, you have priority. Um, change of things. And um yeah, other games um use some kind of action windows um as a reaction system. Um this is for example often used in the fantasy flight games, um card games like the Lord of the Ring um Living Card game, where you have very specific um action windows um where you can resolve um effects and um react to those there is no really really there is no stack Um, you resolve effects at once but you sometimes get um, the opportunity to do so in order if you want to get around um, a system in in which every player can react to everything the opponent does like instance and the stack in magic um, with all its complexity and all its extra playtime there is something you can do. And that is the um, delayed action trick, how I call it, or the AKR um, presenting puzzles. Um, for example, um, the whole attacking um, and blocking stuff in, in, um, in Magic the Gathering without instance and stuff like that is um, a puzzle. Um, and this is a fairly um, common form of interaction where one player's action um, really changes the context of um, the next player's decision. Magic, for example, as mentioned, uses it in when it comes to attacking, um, because the other f- player then is forced to make a decision how to block the attacking creatures. It's some kind of um, of puzzle. So here is my my I made my decision. Here are my five creatures that are going to attack you. How do you react on that? In Hearthstone, for example, you cannot really react on that. Yeah? I mean, it's a puzzle that you are presented with. Here are my here's my board of creatures. Um, now deal with it. And um, then in the next turn, you present a puzzle to your opponent. And if you have um, cards like um, that take, for example, one or more turns until their effect. Um, triggers that is some kind of spell um where you give your opponent to uh, the chance to react with a card from his his or her hand um to your to your spell or your 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 creature or whatsoever um it might be so the trick here is to um have cards that take a turn or more to carry out their effect um Because you then do not need to give players the possibility to react in opponent's turns. Um, Everyone always has a final puzzle presented to to him or her. um, And then can react um, as a normal turn in their own turn. And um, this is... um, something that, for example, is done in Mythgard. Um, I also did a show about Mythgard um, very well because you have some kind of um, a board with seven lanes and it feels like um, a game of magic um, in between the combat. So we are currently, currently in in a fight. This creature fights against that creature. They are blocking each other. Um, and then... A complete turn would be um, in Magic. You would be able to play Instance um, and activate um, um, abilities um, to yeah to manipulate the combat. But in Mythgard, this is the turn. This is the entire turn. the The combat is more or less fixed on these uh, lanes. And your turn. In your turn, you can um, deploy new creatures to the combat, um, but you could also um, play. Um, effects for that on that on that creatures it it feels really like a a, a battle that is just happening in magic and that's the entire game and they have pretty much achieved that by reduce removing um, um, reactions during the opponent's turn and um, yeah adding these kind of um, asynchronous reactions i would call it where you only um, act during your own turn and I like that as a um, as a way to um, yeah to simplify the reaction system in these kind of games. Another form of interaction in these um, strategy card games are and other games as well as usual um, are triggers um, things that happen as a result of an action that um, that either you as a player or your opponent takes, and this is a super great way to um to give interactivity um to your game and um without a lot of costs because and um, everyone um sees typically sees this kind of of triggers they are printed on the cards um and, or um, in the rules or whatsoever and but taking an action you get some kind of interaction and often you get this interaction back from the game and not from other players so it's an oftentimes not a human interaction um, it can be human interaction if it is a may ability for example um, but it is more like a interactivity between a player and the game and you can use that uh, form of interaction between game components um, to, to, to define nice combos and strategies and so on that is also some form of interactivity um, for me because it is kind of kind of um, player controlled, Um, you decide how to use these interactive tools, but you do not need that difficult construct of reactions and a stack in your game. It's more like a puzzle that you present. As I just mentioned, you you play a card, um, it is on the board and it has a trigger. It is a fixed trigger. When this happens during the game, um, the effect of the cards um, apply and um, hearthstone for example uses this with with their secret system which um, are more or less um, yeah spells that um, have some kind of delayed hidden effect and that effect only takes place when uh, a specific event occurs yeah when a trigger occurs and um, yeah you can have that um, as some form of um, hidden uh, event like it is in 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 Hearthstone with the secret system but you can also have um um this as um as a as a event that is completely visible for everyone um so it pre- presents some kind of puzzle to the opponent do i want to um to uh, to play my card even if it triggers that um that effect of my opponent that is very bad for me or very good for him this is some kind of interaction that um um, creates a lot of uh, interesting choices for both players and um, that is something that i really really like and that brings me a little bit to the yeah to the result of my of my two days episode for me interactivity is not only about whether you can play or react during your opponent's turn this is often how the discussion is led when it comes to strategy card games um, is this interactive or not can i can i react on my opponent's um, actions and um, for me it is more the interactivity really comes from um, having options choices at different stages in the game that can be um, in the opponent's turn but it there is no need for it to be to be there um, it can also be done via um, via triggers so i want to be able to have some kind of strategy in mind and place my triggers during the game it can be in my turn so that this affects how the opponent has to play and this can be um, a worker that is placed on a spot that now the opponent can no longer use Um, This can be some kind of trigger card that denies my opponent from playing um, cards from a specific um, alliance or so, or whatsoever. It really comes down to the situation that I want that my actions have some form of effect on the opponent's gameplay, on the opponent's strategy. And I think there are a lot of possible ways to to achieve that, to do that. And um, yeah, I'm still um looking for ways to the best ways to implement that in my game but um, when i look at magic which is really a a very complex game i have the feeling that the interactivity really comes from um, having the option to target cards in many different forms Um, and in in any given moment you could play something from almost any area of the game. So what I mean by that is that um, a card on your hand could affect a creature on the board of your opponent. A card in your graveyard could affect um, a card in your opponent's hand or a creature of your opponent. A card in your library could affect um, a card in your opponent's graveyard and so on. The feeling of interactivity really comes from having so many different options to interact with uh, the plans of the opponent, with your components of the opponent. And really what interactivity means is that any part of the game can have a meaningful effect on any other part of the game. I know that is very complex um, in Magic, but if you want to increase the interactivity in your game... um, I would propose to um, think about what kind of um, game components or areas of the ga- of your game or mechanisms um, you could maybe open up or um, change so that they will be able to affect um, your opponent's strategy, your opponent's um, components, and so on. This is what m- increases interactivity for me, and I know there are games um, or target audience that do not want too much interaction and um, so it really comes um, yeah comes to you as a game designer to decide um, how much interaction is appropriate for your game for your mechanisms for your theme um, and at the end for your target audience Um, there are no not really rules um for that so it's up to your judgment and of course um up to the feedback um of your playtesters to determine um how much interaction you want into your in your game and um yeah what kind of interaction Um if you want the more like the aggressive interactions uh, with attacking blocking or direct reactions to what your opponents does um or if you want to have a little bit more the friendly interactions with um yeah fighting over the same resources um, having some auctions um, or negotiations stuff like that so I hope this episode was um, uh, helpful informative for you um, and um, until next week keep shooting for the moon and nerd like a boss goodbye